Do you want to know how to grow a Facebook group quickly? Imagine learning how to grow an engaged Facebook group from an expert. In today's live interview and tutorial, Scott J. Marshall II will share how he grew a 15,000 member Facebook group in less than a year. Stick around. Welcome to Self Publishing with Dale, and if you're new to this channel and you want to learn how to publish your message and build your brand, then subscribe and hit the bell icon to be notified about all of the latest posts. Today I'm fortunate to have my close friend Scott J. Marshall II pop by and share a little 411 on how to grow a Facebook group organically. About a year ago, Scott saw the demand growing for building a community around his niche of specialized feeding for dogs. With little elbow grease, video marketing, and well-placed interviews, Scott grew his Facebook group to over 15,000 members. That's what brings Scott back to the channel today, so we can learn a little bit more about how to grow your Facebook group from scratch, how to build a Facebook group even if you don't have a following right now, what is the best Facebook group setting, public, closed, or secret, how to increase engagement in a Facebook group, how to manage a Facebook group page when it gets huge, how to manage Facebook group settings, and so much more. Let's go now to the live feed and full interview with our special guest expert, Scott J. Marshall II. Welcoming to the show, my boy, one of my personal favorites, man. I don't know if you knew that, dude. Scott J. Marshall II. How you feeling, <laughs> dude? I am doing great. How are you, man? Dude, live and kicking. This was a long time in the making, man. I mean, seriously, what, when was the last time I had you here on the show? I think it was probably a year ago. I, I was still at my nine to five job the last time you had me on the channel. So I know. it's been and, a while. And if you notice, there's a little bit of foreshadowing that, that Scott's dropping here about some of the stuff that he's going to be sharing with us today and what this has done for him. And uh, so we're going to learn how to grow a Facebook group quickly. But before we do jump in here, I just want to see, um, you know, uh, first of all, before we jump into anything, how can viewers get more information about how to grow a Facebook group quickly, Scott? So really quick to the point, um, the best place to go right now is to go to successfulgroupsolutions.com slash opt-in. And then when all the information comes out that we'll talk about a little bit later, mm -hmm. you'll get notified when that happens. So that's the easiest place right now, successfulgroupsolutions.com slash opt-in. It's a simple name and email address and you'll yeah. get notified later. Wonderful. Uh, so everybody, you're going to be able to see uh, that link inside the description uh, down below. So you can click that link and it's also in the cards. Um, and uh, all you got to do is just click that link. And I can promise you this right now that uh, Scott is good. He's not going to be beating you up and spamming your email or anything else like that. But you're going to get some great information today here, guys. Uh, so here's what I need is I see a lot of people in the house, obviously, I'm so used to saying dog dads in the house, raw dog, but you know, obviously that's, that's a given. Uh, I want to say hi to Mojo. It's good to see you here. Richard, great. Katyan, oh, awesome. Cricket popping in. What's shaking? It's great to see everybody here. So here's the deal. What we're going to do is I'm going to cover some questions, some burning questions here on the end, my end of things. Uh, what I need for you guys to do is if you have any kind of questions about building Facebook groups and about massively building it and quickly doing it, make sure you load up those questions here inside the video chat and do me a favor. I can really eye spy those inside the chat. If you just put a question mark right after it, if you don't put a question mark, it's hard for me to pinpoint. So um, load us up. We're going to be asking some questions here. And uh, so, Scott, you ready to, to get the barrage of questions from me? Because, man, I got you loaded up here, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get to it. So what was your goal in starting a Facebook group? It was really just a sense of community. Like, I never set out saying, okay, let's go and start this, you know, let's go and grow this Facebook group to 15,000 people in the next year. Like that, yeah. that number was so far beyond what I ever thought that it would grow to. Mm -hmm. It was simply to have a central hub for my niche, my topic, my community where, you know, really I could control the scene, control the message. And that's not to say, you know, I want to control everything that happens and everything that everybody says. It's just a place to where, you know, I get to set the ground rules here and create the kind of environment and supportive learning place that I want to create and not have to deal with someone else's rules or regulations or anything like that saying, all right, everybody, you know, 
dog dad peeps, raw feeding 101 peeps, come here and let's talk about you know raw feeding for dogs, and that's it. So it was really just out of necessity. You really just were sick of the whole, you know, 50,000 rules, and if you farted wrong, someone's booting you out the group. Yeah, literally. I mean, you hit it right on the head because there are some <laughs> ridiculous rules in some of the groups that are out there, and I'm sure that the other niches are no different, but raw feeding is not an exception. Some of the descriptions that are out there, and we'll talk about group descriptions later, but some of the group descriptions that are out there literally have 50 plus bullet points in some of them. And I just going like, who read this thing? Like I left the group because I saw the group description and was like, I know I'm going to get kicked out of here. So I'm just leaving now because I'm not spending the next hour reading this group description. Yes, it, it can be can be very in-depth. In fact, a friend of the channel, uh, Paul Rega, has got his own Facebook group in the tens of thousands as well. And his thing is, there are no rules because he was kind of <laughs> like you where he was just like, I'm just so fed up with going into groups that have all these rules. And if you, you accidentally violate it, you're getting, you know, chastised like a child. He's just like, the rules are, there are no rules. Uh, and you know, the funny thing is, is he actually keeps a pretty good controlled group. Is that the same with you then? For the most part, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you talk about you would hope that adult human beings would act like adult human beings, but you know, it is the world we live in. We are humans. It is 2018. And when you get 15,000 people talking about something, you know, that's that they're so passionate about, like their dogs, their pets, you do get those people that are just, you know, most of them are well-meaning. They're just not very tactful with how they approach something. <laughs> so you do have to step in from time to time, but the amount of problems that I have to solve versus the amount of people that are in there is is minuscule and almost unnoticeable. Amazing, that's good. So here's one of the questions. I think a lot of people are gonna first of all go into this kind of going, but Scott, I don't have a massive following. So tell me, when you started your Facebook group, did you have a massive following that you were like, hey everybody, all 15,000 of you, come on along absolutely not um when i started that group it was actually a repurposed group like i had it sitting there for quite some time and it was related to the same niche but also very different and it sat there for literally years making chirps and chirps and crickets and crickets and did absolutely nothing yeah so then i repurposed it renamed it we'll talk about naming and how important that is um later on okay but when i got started with that group I did not have a following at all. You know, the group is obviously just starting. Uh, I had a YouTube channel, but there was way less than a hundred subscribers. So it was definitely not like I, you know, brought my million subscribers over on YouTube over to Facebook and said, Hey guys, come and uh, join this Facebook group. And 15,000, 15,000 of them decided to show up. So yeah, I, in all, for all intents and purposes, I had no following when I started the Facebook group. That's kudos, man. That's that's pretty impressive. Which, by the way, I do need to make a slight correction. Uh, since I actually posted this this the beginning portion of this video, you're actually approaching sixteen thousand members. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much grows on a daily daily basis. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 pretty crazy. There's like a fifty plus amount of people most days that I'm adding on average. It's it's pretty crazy. Like I'm about yeah. to hire a, an assistant just to go through and add my Facebook people because <laughs> it's it takes that much time. On wow, no kidding. So <laughs> how do you get more Facebook members then? I mean, is it just kind of a pray that they come or do you have some kind of like a marketing plan? You know, one of the, there's two really big things when it comes to your Facebook group getting uh, bigger. And it really, unless you're like plugging it in your YouTube, videos and that kind of thing, which you can do, yeah. but the two best ways all boil down to Facebook's search engine. And the two things that you need to do to get onto Facebook's search engine is A, make sure that your group's name is highly SEO friendly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like if whatever your niche is, let's take my niche, for example, raw feeding, those are the first two words in my group's name. It, so I'm talking about a group for, you know, raw feeding for dogs and raw feeding are the first two uh, words in my group's Facebook name. 
So there's that searchability. But once you have that, then you need to create engagement and more activity, if you will, in your group, because you could have the most SEO friendly title in the world, Mm -hmm. but if it's nothing but crickets in your Facebook group, Facebook doesn't want to send people there because Facebook's whole goal is activity and engagement, whether that's posts, whether that's likes, whether that's comments, Facebook wants more people engaging with Facebook. So if you have nothing going on inside of your Facebook group, Facebook doesn't care. There's nothing going on in there. Why would they send people there? Yeah. But when you have one, two, five, ten, fifteen, you know, plus different posts happening every single day, and you know, thirty people commenting on all of those posts every single day, then Facebook's like, all right, this is a an active group. It has this particular search title that is relevant to what this person is typing into the search bar. So let's send them over there. And I know that that works. There's no document out there that says this. It was just observation over time that the more activity that I have going on in my Facebook group, the more requests to join that I get. If I have a drop in engagement, I have a coinciding drop in member requests. So the activity in that group and the SEO of your name are your two biggest factors for growth, especially in the beginning. Hmm. So what's the secret to increasing engagement on your Facebook group then? You need to make posts that people actually care about. And it can't just be your stuff. You know, full disclosure. In my, <laughs> full disclosure, my people in my group know this, that I sell things. I have products to sell and they're all, they're fine with that because I tell them that and I'm not Mr. Shady about it. And I very much publicly put that out on display. But even though that was a main factor in me creating the group, I needed a place to put my products and be a present and grow authority. I don't beat them over the head with it constantly. I still make posts on a regular basis that have to do with them. You know, something as simple as, what protein is everybody feeding this week? Did you feed a new food this week? Or one thing that people love, and it's because people like to be heard and they like their opinions being heard, is polls. Ask a question and list two, three, or four different polls in that particular post and say, which one do you prefer? You know, what did you feed first? Was it chicken, turkey, rabbit? You know, what what are your thoughts on this? Or like recently when I came out with my new raw feeding 101 book, I asked my group members for input on the cover choice. I was like, all right, here's these two different covers that I'm looking at everybody. Uh, Which one do you prefer? And on top of just getting votes, I got tons of comments about, you know, deeper thoughts in that as opposed to just saying a or B, they said, I chose a because, and what's interesting is that because of their, genuine feedback, I was able to choose a cover that's been successful, which actually went against the numbers of which they liked more. But I, the feedback that I got for one of those covers was really substantial feedback saying the, this is why I chose B instead of A. And now I have an alarm going off saying, make sure that you're in a meeting. (laughs) But that's the whole point is polls people love you need to be making mm-hmm. posts that people want to engage in you can't have how six posts a week saying go buy okay. my stuff and one post saying what do you think how can't frequent are you looking at doing these posts are we having to do it say daily twice daily three times what's a what's a good metric for me to kind of do for putting out in engaging posts you want to be and this is probably sh- something that i should have put in my you know, what's important for growth in Facebook, those two things that should have been three, because it's, it's time, you need to be spending time in your Facebook group, at least in the beginning, especially with your first 1000 members, you need to be in there every single day. Now you need to be switching up your content, though, I would recommend not doing two, three, four posts a day, because the way that Facebook works, that the news feed, I guess you could call it, inside of the Facebook groups is all based on engagement. 
Mm. And if you're trying to compete with yourself, then you're really just, you know, you're competing with yourself and you're wasting your effort. So it's better to have that one good quality post per day that you're trying to get people engaged with instead of making three of them, Mm -hmm. which people are dividing their attention on. This is something I did not realize. It's so funny because I've had my certain successes and failures with these Facebook groups, but that's that's a good to know. I think that there was numerous times where I was competing against myself and I was kind of yeah. saying, well, what the heck's going on? Like, uh, So, um, dude, you have such a huge group. How do you manage a Facebook group page when it gets so big? There's two really big things for this. One is obviously a good admin slash moderator team okay. and a quick side note i would never recommend making anyone that's not that doesn't have a high amount of investment in the group you know like a monetary investment something like that in your group mm-hmm. to never make anybody else an admin because i've heard some really crazy horror stories where an owner of a group has upset an admin and that admin has shut down the group and made the original owner a regular member. I mean, just horror stories. So Yikes. create a moderator team, not an admin and moderator, uh, admin and moderator team. Okay. And hopefully we'll see the difference uh, as we start to set everything up step by step, which by the way, folks, don't forget after I'm done with the questions here and we go to chat, uh, we're going to do a full step by step tutorial, right, man? Yep. Yes, we are. Awesome. If you had to do it all over again, what would you have done differently when growing? I got your one Facebook more thing really quick sure, because this away. is probably the most important part on yeah. besides the moderator team on regulating yeah. is creating a good community ahead of time and setting up expectations. Like in mm. the very first thing you see in my group description is that this is a zero judgment environment. If I see you being Mr. Jerk or smart aleck commenter or our biggest role being no commenting just to criticize. If I see you doing that, you're gone. And my group knows that now. I have an expectation that's very clear set that that kind of behavior just won't be tolerated. And we have plenty of members, and it's not to say that I don't love all my members, but I am not gonna feel bad about booting you to maintain my sense of community and our culture, I guess you could say. Because if you have a culture where people get away with acting like jerks all the time, people are going to keep acting like jerks. If you don't tolerate that, then you're going to set up a culture that doesn't tolerate that. And before you know it, you're going into your comment sections and you're seeing your members saying what you usually say, saying, hey, we don't tolerate that. Uh, Make sure that you're, you know, playing nice, basically. So culture and a good moderator team are the best way to handle groups when they go. That's excellent. Good tips. You know, actually, as a personal insight, you'd added me into the group and it's just incredible. Your sense of community is all like, first of all, A, I got notifications every other minute. It is incredibly (laughs) engaged. Like everybody's talking. It's so productive. Um, I can't specifically say, you know, the types of posts that were coming up there like, Someone was showing pictures of dogs BM and I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> but it, it was it was part of the conversation though. It made sense based on the, the subject. So within the right context, obviously, uh, it made sense. You, you have such a great community. So it definitely shows that everybody is in alignment with that. And it's great that you're, you're have a system in place. So um, going back to the questions, I apologize for cutting you off too soon, is if you had to do it all over again, what would you have done differently? If I had to go back and do it differently, I probably wouldn't have been as afraid to be completely transparent with everybody you know and that's not in the business sense of things because i've always been really transparent with that like from moment one people knew that i owned a raw feeding based business and that one of the goals of that group was to tell people about those products and sell them but more so about my personal going on with like you know my my raw feeding process is not perfect I still have all these different problems. I still have to make sure that I'm doing my best to get the best prices on this meat and that meat. And I had this, I wanted to, because one of the goals of the group was being an authority, I had this misconception that everybody wanted me to be perfect and not have any problems in my niche, which could not be 
farther from the truth. People want to see that you are human and that you're having the problems too. So if I had to go back, I would have been more transparent from the get-go and made more posts specifically about the problems that I was experiencing. So that's probably the biggest thing that I would have changed. Maybe I would have posted more often. Maybe I would have booted people faster for being jerks and not giving so many people second, third, fourth chances. But the transparency is probably the biggest thing that I would have changed. Yeah, I do recall, you know, you and I, uh, even early on, you know, when you were in your thousands and I just remember where it was just, you had 3000 members and I was like, what? You have 3000? I'm like, are you kidding me? And you come to me for advice because there were some times where some people kind of were chronic line steppers where they were stepping yes. over that line and you're like, what should I do, man? And I was just like, cut, you know, that, that sounds like, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like you're having a babysitting. You don't want to be babysitting within a group. So I think you've given some great insights. So, um, you, you won't mind sticking around just a little bit longer to, uh, share. Uh, oh, hang on a second. I apologize here. Um, it looks like, oh my goodness. Um, for some reason or another, um, Zoom is is being a real jerk. So for some reason, uh, we get disconnected, folks. We're going to reconnect here. And uh, so stick around here. We're going to go through a full tutorial. So it's probably in the next nine minutes, I'm going to have to shut off Zoom. We're going to have to come back in, uh, Scott. So my apologies on this this inconvenience. Zoom usually no doesn't problem. do this. They're, they're being weird again. Weird. Uh, all right. Zoom. Come on, Zoom. Come on, Zoom. Get with it. We're, we're being we're being family friendly. Usually Scott and I are cursing by now. Uh, okay, so here are some questions from the chat here. Um, hello, hello to everybody. If I happen to miss you, my apologies. Um, so, uh, Cricket asks, personal brand page plus private group in a question mark. Really, honestly, very rarely do my two pay- my personal brand page and my Facebook group have any tie to each other very very rarely Uh, to promote some more people liking my branded page i do like to share my youtube posts for example from my branded page into my group Mm -hmm. but the result the returns on that have been okay but nothing super substantial like i have less than a thousand people liking my branded page and almost sixteen thousand people in my facebook group so I think that it's important because it's so easy to have that personal branded page because it's just one more place that you have to click share to and it's really easy and simple to do. But the relationship between the two is very far, you know, it's very separated. They have very little to do with each other, at least in my situation it does. Okay, interesting. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more insight as we're starting to set up here after these questions. Um, Red Lip Paddock uh, asks, what's the best way for beginners to start growing? You need to keep that engagement and activity going. Okay. So what I would recommend doing as a beginner, like right now, I try to get in once a day and do my additions for my group because there's so many of them at one time. And if I did it constantly, I'd be in there literally all day long. Yeah. But what I would recommend for you is A, try and add your members and accept them as quickly as possible after their request because That's one of those things that Facebook sees that, okay, this is actually an active group. Their admins are active and people are being added upon request. And that's something again, that Facebook sees. Like when I slow down, if I miss a day and I end up having to do it every other day, I notice a slow down member request the following day after that. So Facebook sees that. So try and get your members added as quickly as possible. And for your first, as much as a pain as it's going to be, I know it is because I've been there for at least your first 500 and possibly even up to a thousand members. I almost said subscribers thinking YouTube here Uh, for your first 500 members, welcome people individually and ask them a question. And what I mean by that is have some kind of default post that you have made that you can copy and paste as a new post that welcomes that new individual member you need to tag them after you add them so you make sure that they see it then have one or two maybe three questions that you ask them you know like if it was crested gecko toenail painting like when did you get your first crested gecko uh how did you hear about this hobby and what do you find the hardest part is 
and get them answering those questions because you are adding them quickly, which is one form of activity. You're making a new post, which is another form of activity. And then you're getting engagement from other members, which uh, the new other members being the new member. And then your current members will jump in and say, hey, welcome to the group. Let's talk about crested gecko toenail painting. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing, isn't it? It totally is. It's totally got to be, right? It's 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, any special tips for growing Facebook group fast for your author pen name profiles and how to really attract the right kind of buyers and raving fans for your books? You So as far as the growth strategies go, I wouldn't do it any different than any other niche. You need to right. keep the engagement and activity and rate of member acceptance up. And by that, I mean how fast you actually go and accept people. But as far as right kind of buyers go, is you need to be very transparent about the fact that you have stuff to sell. Because if you act like you don't have anything to sell and all of a sudden, you know, out of, you know, off from the side, all of a sudden you have this offer that you're throwing out on the table, hey, go and buy my stuff. Then people are like, wait a minute, this guy is selling things. But if it's, oh, I know that this guy sells stuff and he's spent two or three, four or five hours in this group this week, and he has this low product, this, you know, low product as far as price goes offer like books are nowadays. Okay. Maybe I want to go and check that out. Maybe I want to go and drop $19, $20, whatever it is on their new book. Maybe it's $3, $5. If it's an ebook, something like that. So as far as the right buyers go, I would make sure that you are very clear about the fact that you have things to sell. You know, don't be like, Hey, by the way, did you know that I, I sell stuff to every single member that comes in, but you need to make it really abundantly clear that you do have things to sell. And when we jump into later on, when we go through the full tutorial, you'll maybe get a look at how I do that in my Facebook group, but it's no secret. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I sell stuff in my group and everyone that comes in, they know it so much to the point where when people ask the particular posts that would be a good opening for me to pitch my products, it's a very rare case now where I get to do that first. Now it's to the point where I go in and two or three or four other people have already said, have you checked out Scott's raw feeding course? Or have you seen Scott's It's nice book? how that works, isn't it? <laughs> you don't have to say a word, they're doing it for you. <laughs> and that's because I was transparent and like, I care, but I also have dogs that I need to feed and I also have a mortgage. so. Let's do both. Let's educate each other. Let's learn and let's pay my bills all at the same time. So don't be the skeezy, slimy sales guy that says I have nothing to sell and then shove a $20 book down somebody's throat out of left center because they had, they didn't know that you were doing that. Like it's the quickest way to turn people off. If people know you have something to sell and then they see it, they're fine with it. Even if they don't buy, they're fine with it. Yeah. If they think that you have nothing but free content and then you throw a paid product in front of their face, they're like, who is this guy? What the heck? Now he's just trying to, now he's just a sales guy and he's just shoving stuff down my throat. So be really, really transparent. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, we've got one time for one more question here. We literally have two minutes before we go to it. Just a brief intermission. Everybody don't leave. Um, we're going to be back and we're actually going to go through a full tutorial here. Uh, Scott, I'll probably just, we'll just meet up at the same link or I'll shoot you another zoom link. So in any event, uh, here's a, here's a really good question is Nafis. This is a deep one. Don't you feel to be followed? We need to follow someone first. Yeah, absolutely. And there, one of the things about that, and I like that question and I'm, I'll try to be really short here yeah. is that I do not try and create an environment where I isolate other people in my space from my Facebook group members saying, you know, like there's these other five blogs or websites or whatever it is that also talk about raw feeding like I do. And they also have raw feeding things to sell. I tell people about that stuff because, and in fact, I often recommend them when I say, go and check out my product, you know, go and check out rawfeeding101.com. Uh, which is my website, but also go and check out perfectlyrawsome.com and keep the tail wagging.com. These are also great sites. And it's because I know that they have great content. I know that I can't help everyone. And really from a sales point of view, it just makes you look like and makes you a better guy because you're not just all about the sale. You do have genuine interest in educating your audience because 
Maybe someone doesn't like my content because it's YouTube. Maybe they don't learn well with video. So maybe the keep the tail wagging blog, the text is going to do better for them. And they're going to be able to use that content more effectively. So don't isolate yourself. Make sure that you're sharing other people in your niche and you'll get more sales that way. And you'll appear to be genuinely a better person. Okay, so uh, Scott, we're just gonna really quickly uh, go to a brief intermission. I'm gonna shoot you a Zoom link over in Messenger and we're gonna go ahead and reconvene right over there. And we're gonna start to go through a full tutorial. I apologize if I didn't get all the questions. Keep in mind that I'm gonna also answer questions once when we're done with the tutorial. We'll be back in a jiffy here, hopefully. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Uh, we uh, had to just do a real quick transition. Boy, we're working with live live broadcasting here, folks. So uh, we are back in the saddle here. Um, once again, if I didn't get to all the questions, my apologies. We're going to see about creating a group here right now live. So Scott, you ready to do this, man? You're going to show me how to make one for my self-publishers that are right here in this uh, video chat. So uh, let's, let's see here. Let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and share screen. Alrighty, can you see that okay from there, buddy? I definitely can. Okay, I see our pretty mugs over there too. Yeah, yeah, you know everybody's got to you know keep up with us. All right, so I'm in Facebook right now. Walk me through it step by step. Um, let me go over into screen share, make sure everybody can see this, the full screen. All right. So, so where do I need to go, buddy? I do not know if within a different group, if you can create a group, you may have to go to your home screen, but let's try first to go to yes. Okay. So down there at the bottom where it says create, you should be able to click on group and create. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, where, where are you seeing create? My apologies. So over in your uh, left hand side, ah, in your here we go. Bar, Add that, page yes. and group. There Wonderful. you go. Click See, on I, group. I, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> now right. we're going to name a group. Okay, let me make sure I pull up my information. By the way, folks, I got all this stuff ready ahead of time based on Scott's recommendations. So it just so happens that the group is called um, Self-Publishing Books. That's pretty simple, right? Yep. And, and call back to earlier, it is very SEO specific because someone wants to learn about self-publishing books. Self-publishing books. All right, so... Um, how many people do I need to add right now? You do need to add at least one person. When going through your creation process, if you try and do it without adding somebody, yeah. it'll throw, and who knows, they might change this in the future, but uh, they will throw an error at you when you click create saying, um, hey, you need to add at least one person to start a group. Okay. Because then it's not really a group, it's just a, a whiteboard that you're screaming at all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So um, I've got people added in here. All right. So this is where I'm kind of like, I don't know. Does this need to be public? Does it need to be closed? Or does it need to be secret? I know I, know I want it discoverable by people. So secret seems to be out of the question for me, correct? Right. And here's my recommendation. I recommend okay. a closed group for two reasons. Okay. Uh, one, because of exactly what you just said, that a secret group is going to be no one's going to find you. The only time that you should make a yeah. secret group 
is if you have some kind of a product where you only want, you know, your buyers that you already have contact with in some other manner to be able to share a link with them. And if you have an open group, then there's really no sense of control and community and exclusivity. So if it's just an open group that anyone and their dog can jump into and there, it's just, there's no exclusivity there. Everybody wants to be a part of something and the very fact that they have to, and this is kind of less psychological stuff, but the fact that they have to ask to get in and they have to be accepted is psychologically satisfying. You know, there's a criteria that I had to meet a certain criteria to get into this group where they wouldn't have accepted me, which makes them feel more valued as a group member, which makes them more likely to contribute. That's really cool. I, I, that's that's some some uh, next level thinking there, man. I probably would never <laughs> thought of it that way. I probably just would have, you know, said, ah, oh, I'll just go ahead and make it public because I want everybody to be in there. But that makes complete sense because if you try to please everyone, you're going to please no one in the process. Well, and on top of that, when we get into it a little bit later, when people join, then you and they have to ask, you get the opportunity to ask them three very specific questions, which can be very, very good for you as both a group owner and a business owner. Right, right, exactly. So uh, do I just go ahead and click create? Yep, go ahead and click create. Do I need to hit pin to shortcuts at all? That's up to you. If you wanted it up there in your top left-hand corner where it says shortcuts and you want to be able to get there fast, then yeah. I have mine pinned because I'm going in there literally every single day. (laughs) Alrighty, uh, what's the next step here? So the first thing we want to do now that we're in here is we want to upload our cover photo, which is where it says personalize your group. Now, this is what is going to show up as both your, if you think about your personal Facebook profile, you have an avatar, you have your profile picture, and then you have your cover photo when you get onto your personal Facebook page. Well, with Facebook groups, they're one in the same. So all that Facebook does is it takes your, um, your cover photo here and it creates that into your avatar as well. So when someone searches for self publishing books in the search bar, it's going to come up with a circled out avatar type version of this cover photo. Okay, so I, I whipped together one really, really fast. Um, by the way, what's the dimensions on that, just in case anybody's trying to uh, whip one together? I don't remember off the top of my head, but do if you even if it's tomorrow or later today, mm-hmm. search for it. Yeah. Because Facebook does change this. Yeah. And if they do change it and you don't change along with it or you don't use the right size, yeah. then for lack of a better term, your cover photo is going to look like garbage. <laughs> right. uh, they changed it a little while back, a couple of months ago. And yeah. for about a week, my cover photo looked like garbage. And it was like, what is this mess? Yeah. Thankfully, I used your layout. I've got 1920 by 1080. So um, there right, you I'm going to go ahead and select my, my cover photo. Um, I'm going to go ahead and upload this. Hopefully, this won't kill my stream here in the process. Awesome. So... That look good to you, man? Yep. All right, so I'm just going to click Save Changes, I'm assuming? Yep. All righty. Woo, I'm official now. You are official now. I'm official. All right, so uh, what comes next, buddy? Okay, so the next thing that we want to do is we want to create a group description over on the right-hand side where it says Description, Add a Description. Okay. Now... This is where another callback where we were talking about setting an expectation and setting up a sense of culture because this is where you get to decide what does and does not happen and what is and what isn't acceptable inside of your group. Because if you don't do it this way and you don't have something somewhere where people can actually see what you expect, then you're just being a jerk and you're going and throwing random opinions at people depending on what they're saying in posts. But if someone does something that's clearly against your rules, clearly against your group description, then you can say, hey, like for example, in my group, we don't allow commenting just for the sake of criticizing somebody. You've been warned, please don't do it again. Because if you don't have, again, that set up in the back end, then you're just making personal judgments based on opinion and your feelings at the time. So 
So it's really important to have a solid group description. Okay. And really what it is, is it's your culture setup and your rules area. Yeah. So this is where you want to put, like I did, this is a no judgment, zero judgment environment. Okay. We want to be supportive and educate people. And here is, isn't what's acceptable. Here are the rules, basically. It just so happens I've got this beautiful description that seems similar to yours. <laughs> it's almost like we set this up ahead of time so yeah, yeah. for your viewers. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I went ahead and I swiped some of your copy and I used some of it because, I, I mean, I, I like the way that you built your community. Uh, and so that's really cool because, you know, you, I, I do notice this in some other writing groups and self-publishing groups that there's just a lot of criticism and like a, yeah, so I'm like, love that. I'm like, I'm taking that. I just had to remove the raw dog feeding portions, you know, where I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I so that that was a uh, that made sense. All right, so just go ahead and click save. Yep, go ahead and click save. All right. Wonderful. All right, so now. the description's there now. Yep. So now here the next thing that we want to do mm -hmm. is we want to make both our first post and our pinned post. And here's kind of a caveat. Okay. When you create a you have to make a post before you can make it the pinned post. Right. But once you do that it disappears from the standard feed within the group, which is really, really odd and kind of dumb, but hey, Facebook does their thing. <laughs> so what you want to do with this being your first post yeah. is you want to, as silly as it sounds, you want to post it twice. You want, and then make one of those posts the pinned post. Hmm. And the whole point of a pinned post is really to welcome new members set the expectation, you know, you don't want to read your group description because that would be ridiculous, but yeah. you want to welcome people into the group, do a really quick setup of, you know, your expectations for the group and what it's for. And then if it is a business type group, or even if it's just a, I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel or my Twitter following or whatever it is, have some kind of call to action at the end as well. So yeah. a really short version of my Facebook group would be now, welcome raw feeding 101 members this is a place to learn about raw feeding for dogs and cats uh, please make sure to read the group description there's lots of information in there like no commenting just to criticize and if you want to learn more information then check out the group description and rawfeeding101.com so really quick to the point and i another note on that because i realized i kind of glossed over it video is best it is so much better it doesn't have to be complicated yeah you can get free video editing software online video is better and will make it more appealing for people to actually sit through just don't make it long mm -hmm. that's that's excellent um i you know one of the reasons why i didn't do video um ahead of time so everybody knows this is because uh, i've only got so much bandwidth here so i'm just going to probably just do just a basic pen profile when we disconnect i'll probably post up a video here with the full descriptor so everybody's watching this going but dale didn't do it dale's gonna do it <laughs> trust me uh and by the way once when this is up here folks feel free to go ahead and uh, find the group and get yourself added in here um but uh we're gonna keep moving forward so here is my pen post without the the video so i'm just gonna go ahead and hit post correct Yep, go ahead and hit post. And on a side note, mm -hmm. I will definitely be joining this group because not only are Dale and I friends, but I'm also one of his his customers and I've gone through his stuff. I love it. I love his YouTube videos. I love his self-publishing course. I've literally gone through the stuff and had my new book go to number one new release overnight. So I'm definitely going to be joining this group because it has relevant content to what I care about. Well, well good news. <laughs> While you were talking, I added you anyways. I, I was that guy. <laughs> That's right. You did. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that guy. Yeah, please don't be that guy, which, by the way, um, would you ever recommend to people that they just blindly add people into groups? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I actually had a situation where I thought that I had my group settings buttoned down to where people couldn't do that. But yeah. Who knows if Facebook just didn't uh, save a particular change that I made. Who knows why, but somehow I didn't have that set up that way to where anybody yeah. could be added. And I was actually royally stoned in a different group, a different raw feeding group for just adding people to my group. And it wasn't even me that did it. It was a member that was like saying, hey, friend that's in group B, 
go and check out Scott's group, group A over here and added them. Wow. I was like, I didn't think you could do that. You can't do that in my group. Lo and behold, I went and checked my settings and you can't do that. Whoopsie doodle. (laughs) You can add people if that group is set up to where they have to be accepted. But even then, it's still a big Well, let's make sure to set mine in a way that we can only add them in a certain way. Because obviously, we don't want to have like a blind adding in fest. All right. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to post this, correct? Yeah. And really quickly, yeah, you can do it afterwards too. Okay. Since you made a couple of changes after your paste, uh, just go and recopy that and then okay. do the same thing again. So you don't have to go through and make so all So just go like this, control C, and then I'm yep. just gonna go up and hit control V into yep. there. I'm gonna get rid of those two things. And then later on, I can add my video in here, correct? And then pin that post. Exactly. Okay, so I'm gonna hit post and then it's yep. gonna come up again. And then all I need to do is hit pin profile. Yep. Um, do I mark it as an announcement? No, that is interesting. Go to your go to your other post. Okay. Interesting. May see this is why you need to look at stuff all the time, people. Yeah. Because maybe Facebook has made some new changes as of today because I change pin posts and all that kind of stuff all the time. So maybe they have new regulations to where a group has to be X amount of time old before you can add them. That's super, super interesting. Okay, so I've got it down as an announcement, so it's going to be put towards the top with the other pin posts. I know that that's way the way it has worked, so we'll, we'll iron out those issues, you know. Uh, but in any event, okay, so what goes next, buddy? So the next thing that you want to do is we've already taken care of your group name. We've already taken care of your first post. Yeah. One thing that is super helpful is to have a group file. And okay. really all that a file is, and you can do that by going into the... Uh, dot 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 more in your post area okay yeah and you should be able to click the more up there next oh, to your okay. x right there oh add a file add a file this is somewhere where you can start to give and this is super important for people that are creating a facebook group for business purposes yeah. this is somewhere that you can create more value and give people free and necessary useful information while also being able to create some kind of call to action for yourself at the same time. Oh, cool. So one of the files that I have, for example, is you know, useful online resources mm-hmm. where I go and I add my websites, where I go and add my YouTube channel and social media. And I also go and add those other places that I was talking about earlier, like keepthetailwagging.com or clearawesome.com. Mm-hmm. And just what you're doing <clears throat> is you're creating more of a sense of value for people in that group where I don't want to leave this group because they are producing useful items in this group. Like another thing, for example, for those business owners out there is if you have um, an Amazon Associates thing, for example, and you have a particular business like, again, let's go with Crested Gecko toenail painting. Maybe you have favored brands, you could go and make a group file out of, you know, my favorite crested gecko toenail options and go and create some hyperlinks that go out to those different Amazon products, which is helpful for people because they're learning what is effective and what actually works. And at the same time, maybe you're getting that small Amazon affiliate commission as well. But the whole point of the group file is to create some free value for your group members, offer them something that they can actually use. It's not a place for sales posts. It is a place for useful information. So something that would probably be useful is here are the notes from the Facebook group video. And I can always just go ahead and choose the file Facebook group content, and I'm just going to hit open. And then I can just hit post, and it'll go up into the file section, correct? Exactly. And if you even wanted to make it more, and the beautiful thing about files is you can go and edit them later. And you can upload different versions of them without having to upload a, you know, create a whole different file. So even if you wanted to later on, you're like, you know, maybe I want to make this even more specific. You could call it, here are the notes for Facebook group creation for authors or for self-publishers, something like that. They're like, oh, okay, so this file is gonna tell me how I can make a Facebook group for my self-publishing business. 
Nice, and as you saw how simple that was, I was just able to kind of whip through that. Okay, I'm seeing something here, and hopefully I'm not skipping ahead for you. I see tags, add a few descriptive keywords. How, um, what do I need to, to plug into here, and how does this work? This is another opportunity for that oh so important SEO. Okay. So this is where you want to take all of those most, maybe you were like looking at five different titles for your Facebook group because there's a couple of different things was. people search for. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you settled on, you know, self-publishing books, but maybe there's a several other, and you want to use that as a tag too, by the way, self-publishing books, kind of like we won't call, we won't call that. Yeah. Self-publishing books as one of them. Self-publishing books, and that is one thing to say is you are kind of limited. Facebook does and does not have options for certain sets of mm, keywords. So gotcha. if it's not there, then it's then it's not there. I hope that they change that and they make that a little bit more friendly. But for now, it's like that. And just okay. like we saw today, you want to check this stuff constantly because this pinned post change that we just saw was not like that yesterday. Gotcha. <laughs> so you want to look at this stuff very often. So, you know, and maybe, you know, DIY publishing would be another one for Dale's group, something like that. Mm -hmm. What you want to use this area for is a place to grab those other keywords that people are going to be searching for when they're looking for your niche, your topic, but they're not using your SEO friendly title. Hmm. Okay. And I'm sorry to type as, as you're talking here, I figure, Oh, there we go. Got publishing. Okay, great. Uh, Boom. just add these tags. There's those tags. So it just gets it to where the group is more discoverable then. Awesome. What is the yep. next thing I need to do here? Are we all pretty much set on this? One the next thing that we want to do is we want to go and check out our group settings. So what you want to do to do that is go over to the left hand side and click on manage group, manage group. Okay. And this is not a short area that okay. we can go into. And they've changed it again. See what I mean by having to check this stuff all the time? <laughs> right. click, on click on more right below your banner. Uh, more right below the banner here, okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay, edit group settings. Edit group settings, okay. They make small changes. Sometimes they make big changes and they actually tell people. Yeah. And sometimes it's, well, we made this change, so figure it out. <laughs> okay. So. The next thing that we want to do is pick a group type. Okay. So I'm going to left click and Go that. ahead and click on that. Okay. And what I recommend right now with some amazing new features that have been rolled out by Facebook, yeah. I would recommend social learning hmm. because, and we may not go into this today because it's a little bit more in detail and probably a whole other separate video, yeah. but choosing the social learning option gives you the option of creating something called units which mm. you can essentially create small mini courses inside of your facebook group which you can use as informational you can use it as you know and this is a has a bad word sense tied to it but it's not but a sense of indoctrination basically to where you want everybody to go through this thing here's your basic crested gecko toenail painting steps or information right. or it's really useful for education. And you can only do that, you can only create units with the social learning group type. Very cool, that is really neat, I, I love that. Uh, so I'm gonna hit that. Um, it says landing tab, discussion, Facebook sets the order of posts in this tab or units. You can choose the order or organization of the posts in this tab. I do not recommend choosing anything other than discussion. Okay. Because if not, what happens is people get brought to your units first and it can confuse new members into thinking that it's not a normal Facebook group, gotcha. which can prompt them to immediately leave. Right. They're like, deuces, I don't want to learn anything. You want to give them the option to go in. Okay. Right. Exactly. Because people join Facebook groups to learn from people. Yeah. They don't go to Facebook groups for courses and all these other kinds right. of things. They go to what? talk to people that they <laughs> they relate to. They want yeah. to talk to other people that paint their crested geckos toenails. <laughs> okay, so uh, next step here, we've already got the description, we've got the tags. Uh, adding a location doesn't seem necessary for this, is it? No, the only way, the only time that you would want to do that is maybe if you had, um, you 
build bongo drums for the San Francisco area, then you would want to choose San Francisco. So unless your group, if your group wasn't location specific enough to put it in your group's title, then it's probably not specific enough to add it as a location. So if it was self-publishing books in San Francisco, then yeah, you'd want to add that as a location. But because it's not, then you just want to leave it open. Right, right. Okay, so linked pages. Is this where I want to maybe connect my like page or should I not do that? Yes. This is actually a great, great opportunity to do that. And not only that, but it also gives you the opportunity to say, you know, maybe you've developed relationships with other people in your space. This is a way for you to help each other out and grow each other's audiences. So by, you know, I partner with for a podcast, two people, Ronnie Lejeune and Kimberly Gauthier from those two websites I was talking about earlier. And in our individual Facebook groups, we have each other's pages linked so that people coming to our individual groups see the other pages and we are therefore not only supporting ourselves by growing our audiences, by being shared with other people's audiences, but we're also helping our followers because we're exposing them to someone that has similar content, but has a different spin on it and a different experience. Like somebody that is like Kimberly Gauthier, that is mainly a blog instead of mainly a YouTube video channel like myself. Yeah. Okay, so um, I just tried to link my page, but I think there's something in my moderation settings there for that specific like page. So I'll just double back around to that, but it was just simple as doing that. Uh, I'm just going to probably keep it blue, the color. Hopefully, we're just going to kind of speed forward here so that way we're not eating up too much time. We're hitting the uh, hour mark here, buddy. Um, So uh, customize address. Do you recommend I customize the address? The customized address is something that I think that you should do because that's what's going to show up at the end of, you know, facebook.com slash group slash. It just helps more with your SEO because self-publishing books is also a lot easier to remember and share than one nine one two three eight two two. It says, no, once your group has more than 5,000 members, you won't be able to customize your address again. Okay, well, that's going to be a good problem to have. (laughs) It it is. And on that note, it's a good reminder of Facebook. You will not be able to downgrade your group's privacy settings after 5,000 members. Oh, wow. No kidding. Yeah. So if you have a secret group that was helping your business or for whatever reason, and you hit 5,001 members, you can't make that groups closed. Uh, you can go up in uh, exclusivity, we'll say, but you can't go down. Can't go so down. if you were an open group, you could make it closed or secret. But if you're a closed group, you couldn't make it open. Mm. And that is something that I learned the hard way because there was a time <laughs> where I considered making the group open. And Facebook told me, well, that's cool that you wanted to do that, but you, you actually can't. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good problem to have, I imagine. So. Uh, it was privacy settings. We've already set that on the closed membership approval. Anyone in the group, only admins and moderators. So this was what we were discussing before. Yeah. I would almost rather have it to where only admins and moderators can handle that. I um, 100% support that idea. Okay. Automatic membership approval. Save time by automatically approving member requests from people who are already in your other groups. This is if for some reason I'm like say in Mark Dawson's self-publishing formula. I know that all the members are really cool there. I can probably just put that in there, correct? It's for specifically your other groups that you are. My group, so So, it wouldn't be somebody else's then. Yeah, so if you had, let's say that you have self-publishing Kindle books and self-publishing CreateSpace books, then you could add automatically your CreateSpace and KDP group members to self-publishing books. Okay. Uh, moving forward here, a membership request. So this is where you were talking about asking questions. This is where yeah. it's just kind of like it, it's it's the barrier of entry, if you will. So probably this is where I'm going to add a question like, um, are are you a virtual assistant? <laughs> are you a virtual assistant? Are you coming here for work? <laughs> right, right. Um, are you just coming here? to promote your book. Trick question here, folks, trick question. Um, And what's another one, Scott? Give me a good question. So I do actually have three important considerations. Okay. One would be an important question or statement of agreement. So like your, are you just here to promote books question? You could rephrase into, 
this is not a group for self-promoting your books. Do you agree that this is not why you are joining the group? Please type yes if you agree. This is a group not intended for promoting your books. Please and type yes if you agree. Please type yes if you agree. Yeah, because when it, if you start to get up to the high volume request areas, okay. you want to be able to pick out these answers quick. So if someone says no instead of yes on that question, then it's going to pop out really obviously for you because the other 99 people said yes. You to publishing your own books. Yep, and that's another one on the three that I had suggestions for, which is ah. a engagement type question, like gauging where they are, where they're at. Yeah. And then the other one, and this one you want to do some research on because of okay. you know new stuff with GDPR, et cetera. So do your own research here. Okay. But I will tell you this, using this last question, and I actually recommend making it the middle question okay. just for psychological reasons, but asking for an email address to provide another free piece of value. So for example, I offer people when they join my group as my second question, I tell them, I would like to send you a free gift as a new member. Uh, and I state what the gift is, the seven free simple steps to raw feeding. Okay. If you would like to be added to the raw feeding community email newsletter and receive that gift, please type your name and email address below. And you need to word that in a way to where it's under 250 characters. <laughs> but, but in that way, you are not only able to add new members and gain influence that way, but you're able to grow your email list by giving somebody free value. It's essentially an opt-in page within a question. Yeah. And it is extremely effective. I was able to grow my personal email list from essentially zero to over 4,000 in a little under four months. So essentially a thousand new email subscribers per month at my current member request rate because of this one single question. And it has had significant results in YouTube views, in sales, and just about everything. Excellent. So I'm just going to put, you know, instead of doing the opt-in, because I need to kind of chew on that for a little bit, I just went ahead and put a, you know, qualifier, have you subscribed to my channel over on YouTube. So um, we're going to go ahead, I'm going to hit save. Um, Update your member approval settings. Your questions have been saved. Please select how many members can be added and approved. This can be edited anytime, only admins and moderators. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, posting permissions, anyone in the group, correct? Because I still yeah. want to have that open environment. Exactly. Or else you don't have a sense of environment. You don't have a community. You have somewhere where you're throwing your stuff out all the time and people just get to listen to you, mm -hmm. which is not why people join Facebook groups. Right. So I don't want to bother comments. with post approval. All group posts must be approved by an admin. I don't want to bother with that then. That, that is a recipe for disaster. It's just saddling <laughs> a new job on yourself. Story posting permissions, anyone in the group. Story post approval, all group story posts must be approved by an admin. Once again, we don't really want to sweat that too much. So just go ahead and click save then. Yep, go ahead and click save. And just to be clear, that story option is just like the personal stories here on Facebook. It's oh. essentially something that would show up in people's top feeds mm -hmm. and everything like that. So they work pretty much the same way as regular uh, stories for individuals. Oh, very cool. Okay, is there anything else left that I need to do outside of just start adding people into the group? Because I just seen a notification from Dewan Bainey, which by the way, he's been watching us. What's up, Dewan? I did see that. I saw that. Hello, Dewan. Uh, Dewan, <laughs> yep, he's the OG man, I'm telling you. So uh, anything else? As far as beginning goes, no. Uh, because you do see now that we have changed our group type to the social learning group, you now have the option to start creating nice. units, which I do recommend you go and watch some YouTube videos. There are some good ones on creating group units because right. there's some specific things you want to do in the order you want to do them in. But <clears throat> for now, until you create them, people won't see anything. So it's not that people are going to come into your group and they're going to see create a unit because they can't do that. Only you can do that. But right now, you are set up as a new group owner. And again, I just want to reiterate the basics of adding your people as quickly as possible and creating activity as much as possible. And that means 
welcoming people as they come in, at least the first 500 to 1,000 people. Once you get to 500 people, maybe you start welcoming people as a group. And Facebook's even rolled out a new feature where they will automatically list <clears throat> those new members within the last week for you. So you don't have to go and individually at so-and-so, at so-and-so B when you're making your post. So they're making it even easier to do this, which tells me Facebook wants us welcoming people when they come into groups. So keep your basics in mind, add your people quickly and create as much activity as possible. And you will see that Facebook grow. As long as you've chosen a topic that people actually care about. If you chose Presta Gecko toenail painting, then I wish you good luck. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I see some people attacking that niche. All right, man, so uh, just really fast, if somebody wants some more information about building their own Facebook group, where are they gonna head to again? Go to successfulgroupsolutions.com slash opt-in. And that is where I will be posting all the updates for the upcoming Facebook group growth uh, course that is coming out. And just like Dale said, you're not gonna be bombarded with buy this other product, buy this other product, buy this other product. It is strictly a notification list for, hey, there's been this update with the product and hey, the Facebook group course is officially live. You can go and check it out here. So yeah. it's specifically for notification about that specific product. Wonderful, very good. And of course, uh, how can people get a hold of you, man? I can be found the easiest either here, not here, I guess, because we're on YouTube, but we're just on Facebook. <laughs> so I was going to say here on Facebook, but you can find me on Facebook under Scott J. Marshall II, just like Dale has listed here on YouTube. Or you can email me at, you know, scott at dogdadofficial.com. So if you want me to come on to your community and talk about maybe real strategies for your particular Facebook group or whatever, scott at dogdadofficial.com is where I can be reached probably the easiest because it's one of the things that still gets my attention when it blows up my phone. Because as Dale said, Facebook keeps my phone pretty busy these days. <laughs> no doubt, man. It's a good problem to have, man. It is. Uh, it is a good problem to have. It seems like you definitely, uh, you've really kind of done a, you've, you've carved out a niche. Ever since our first interview, you've changed considerably. And as you'd mentioned at the very beginning, you're no longer at a nine to five job. And now you're at least able to carve out your entrepreneurship now in the dog dad realm. So kudos to you, man. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day for popping into the channel, drop a little bit of 411. Folks, if you enjoyed today's video, please do me a favor, click that thumbs up or even drop it inside the comments. Uh, definitely would love to hear from you. Of course, head on over to the group. It is now officially open. That's not just an example. We literally just open up the group to all of you self-publishers out there. Uh, if you enjoyed this video as well, share it with somebody else who's into publishing their own books too. Till later, this has been Self-Publishing with Dale and I'll see you soon.